Hey authors, welcome back to another podcast episode. My name is Daria White. I hope you guys had a great weekend. It's the start of a new week. I hope you get all of your writing goals done, whether it's editing, revising, adding to your word count. My goal is to add 5,000. If you saw that on Twitter, that is my goal. If you guys want to tell me what yours is, you're more than welcome to do that. But today's topic, I've titled this necessity or splurge. Now, this is more for us as independent authors as opposed to traditional but it can go hand in hand because in a lot of ways we do similar things only difference is the independent author is doing it on his or her own as opposed to the author that has a publishing deal so these are the things that I have learned this is not the complete exhaustive list I'm learning as I go but I have discovered that there are some things that can wait hint hint splurging And there's some things like, no, I need to find a way to make this happen because I need this. So this may end up being a two-part episode. We'll see how this goes. I'm going to try to explain and go through these things based off of what I have experienced. So on my necessity list, one thing I think that we as independent authors need is professional editing. Now, again, this is my personal opinion. I know that budgets can be a factor when it comes to this. But as I've said before, you want to put your best foot forward as an independent author with professional editing, proofreading, and having a polished manuscript in order for the public to read. We don't want to come across as, like, kind of like I said before, amateurish, sloppy, like, okay, they just put words in here and put a book cover on it. We don't want that. We want them to read our book and love it so we can get those high reviews and word about our book spreads everywhere that's what we want so I personally believe that book editing is a necessity now in terms of formatting your book this is kind of up in the air with me because since I'm with Smashwords the founder of Smashwords Mark Coker has a guide for you to uh, format your own books within Microsoft Word so I personally don't pay to have my books formatted I may in the future because I know it looks nice and more professional but my books look Honestly, they just look clean and simple and I'm a simple girl. So now if you do have someone that can format, I think I gave you guys um, the website that I get my book covers from uh, Villa Design, not Tatiana who does the covers, but her her business partner, he does the formatting. I haven't worked with him, but he also offers formatting for your books. So that's a twofold thing. If you want somebody to format it, if you just can't get how to format your book. And also if you are publishing through Amazon, I personally am with Amazon KDP, not Amazon KDP Select. I have more freedom, I believe, with uh, Amazon KDP, but even they have a guide and a tutorial for you to format your books in order to have them look uh, properly formatted with their system as opposed to Smashwords' way and their system because it's going to look a little bit different in terms of navigation and things like that. So formatting, for me, that would be a splurge since I know how to do it on my own. But again, that is up to you. There's also another program that I uh, found out through my critique partner called Vellum, V-E-L-L-U-M. That is another formatting source. The only difference is I believe you have to have a Mac in order to use that particular 
program to format your book. So you can research that out. So another thing that I think is a necessity are book covers, professional book covers. I know that in the past I used to do my own through Microsoft PowerPoint and I would save it as an image, but you are taken more seriously when you have a professional eye-catching book cover. So I highly recommend that. Again, you can go to my person, Tatiana at villadesign.net, V-I-L-A design.net, and you can check out her portfolio. She does fiction and nonfiction book covers. Another necessity I believe that we as writers need, especially if you're independent, are critique partners and beta readers. I have learned so much about myself since putting myself out there in a sense to find critique partners and beta readers and I recently got an email just last night from a beta reader who really just blew my mind with her notes she was like I love your book it's phenomenal and you know I added some notes here and there you know and I just loved her feedback it wasn't harsh she wasn't bashing anything she was just constructive so it's good to have another pair of eyes to look at your material and you get to see like oh I missed that oh okay yeah that needs to be a little bit more clear or you know what yeah and you guys believe it or not I have I have grown so much within these last six months so with this particular manuscript in Match Made Christmas I was still learning about world building so while I did that in my most recent manuscript she was like I pointed out some things in terms you know building a little bit more with your world building and setting so I'm like okay so that's what I'm gonna be adding to it so it's nice to see that like okay even though I've grown let's go back and just add just a few more things there so I think those are necessary a thing another thing that I think you need are I'm learning this this is kind of up in air if you want to give it away but advanced readers copies I've been working with Booksprout and Booksprout has been extremely helpful in getting my book into the hands of readers who are willing to test read it and be a test panel so I am loving the feedback that's coming back from them and so far I still have that four-star review the other reviews are coming in they have a deadline so they have some time to read it and get back with me but again reviews I think are important and a splurge with that I'm a little, I don't mind paid reviews, but I'm not going to spend, you know, over $100. That's just my personal preference as an independent author. I have paid for a review, but the blogger that I pay her website for her to do her book reviews, she donates the proceeds. So I didn't have a problem with it because uh, her husband is in the military I believe I know he's involved in the military somehow and she uses that money to donate to wounded soldiers and donates to the families of wounded soldiers so I didn't have a problem with that because I knew where the proceeds were going but I am a little up in the air when it comes to pay reviews honestly I don't pay for them because there are too many bloggers out there who are willing to read your work and post it online for free. And I'm not saying, you know, that's not a good investment if you've done that. But for me, I try to look at other options before I pay for something where the money could have went to something else. So we'll take a quick break and I'll be right back and we'll close this out with what I think is necessary and what I think you might need to wait on. So we'll be right back.
and welcome back. We are talking about what do I need as an independent author and what do I need to wait on? So if you heard the first segment, you already heard me talk about editing, book covers, beta readers, critique partners, advanced readers copies, giving those out. And I kind of touched on blog reviews um, as opposed to paying for reviews. Uh, I believe is the website is called Book Siren. I'll have to look that up again and I'll um, mention it again if I have to. But I think the website's called Book Sirens and they have a list of bloggers all over the world that you can look at their websites, check out their review policies and see if your book is a good fit for you to reach out to them in order to ask for a book review. So I believe that reaching out to bloggers is a necessary thing to do. I haven't yet went on a blog tour quite yet, but I am looking to do that in the future. It's probably going to be closer during the summer when things kind of slow down. It's a little crazy right now. But if these bloggers have 1,000 plus followers and some bloggers have 10,000 plus followers, you're getting your book in their hands, whether you send them a paperback or an ebook copy, and they're sharing it, they're posting their review, and you have to be, you know, ready in case it's not the review that you thought it would be. But at least they're being honest, because again, not everybody is going to like your material. But I do believe that if your book fits their criteria, and you're following the review policy, I personally believe that you know, you will come out okay with a solid good book review, even if it's just constructive feedback that they're giving to you. So I do believe that reaching out to bloggers is necessary. Um, giveaways, I starred that. That's up to you as opposed to if you want to do a giveaway and how many books do you want to give away. I have given away books before in exchange for reviews. And I may slow down with that because I haven't really gotten a lot of reviews in return. And I'll relate this to my Goodreads. Uh, thing, which I think is under splurge. I have paid for advertising on Goodreads, but with me participating in the self-publishing conference not too long ago, uh, the author who was talking about writer identity, Derek Murphy, he really did um, give his opinion on Goodreads. And while it's okay if you're on Goodreads and you're, you know, getting involved with other writers and you may be getting involved with other readers and you're finding readers and they're following you, just remember that Goodreads really is for readers. It really is for readers as they come together and they discuss books and they, you know, rate them, review them. They may refer it to a friend. It's really for readers. So don't get, I think his point was don't get so caught up on trying to have a presence on Goodreads. It's okay if you are, but don't let that be your main focus since that's mostly for readers. Now, me personally, I just upload my stuff and I'll upload my most recent book. I have my blog in synced with it so people can keep up with that. But I'm not on Goodreads a lot. I'm mostly on book likes. But then again, you know, I've kind of pulled away from book likes. Book likes is kind of like Goodreads. It's just on a smaller scale. So I do believe that there's more discoverability on book likes as opposed to Goodreads. But again, I'll leave that decision up to you. So if you're paying for an ad, Again, I hope it's working for you. I haven't had much success with it in terms of people actually buying it to read it. So I think that may be a splurge for me. Marketing memorabilia, like bookmarks, if you want to do little cute, like little cards or whatever. I personally haven't gotten there yet. Like I said before, some things I can wait on. So I may invest in some things later on. Like if I wanted to do a giveaway and include some cute little things inside, like a bookmark 
maybe um I don't know, maybe like a collage of my inspiration, probably my pictures from Pinterest. I could possibly do that. But at the same time, I'm thinking, okay, what do I need right now? And what can be uh, held off until later? Book trailers. I have done a book trailer before. Um, It really didn't uh, turn out the way I thought it would. It may be because I did it myself. But honestly, I haven't um, felt the need for a book trailer. I will look that uh, I will look into that into the future, but right now I think it is just a splurge. Now, if you haven't heard of Book Brush, I saw a video that Kim Chance did, which also helps with book trailers, cute little book videos. There is an option for you if you use their services for free. I'm still learning it, but you can check them out at bookbrush.com or you can check out Kim Chance's video and she discusses it on her YouTube channel and how it has worked for her and how she likes to use it. But again, with the necessity, I I do believe that it is necessary (laughs) to have an author website. Now, I've just recently updated mine. If you've seen that, I've shortened it. It's no longer daria.com.wordpress. It's now just dariawhite.com. So it has been shortened and it's much easier to find. So I do think it is important to have an author website. And I'm so glad that I listened into that uh, self-publishing conference because I try to be fancy, believe it or not. I, tr- I love authors that have, you know, just beautiful, beautiful websites. Uh, but I got to be honest with myself. That's not me. I'm not <laughs> into all the cute, you know, stuff. And I'm just a simple girl. So if you look at my website, that's basically my personality. <laughs> um, it's, it's just simple to the point, And I just post the things that I have available and then I get right back to writing. So all of us are different. So don't feel bad if you're looking at a fellow author's website and you're like, oh my gosh, my website sucks. No, it just means that, hey, that's their personality. And that's how, you know, they like to do it as opposed to, you know what, this is me. I'm bringing my own personality to this. This is what makes me unique. So because remember, that's what makes us unique as authors. You may write in the same genre as people, but you bring your own personality and uniqueness to the table. So don't get caught up in that. Another thing that I am working on that I believe is going to be a necessity is an email list. I am in the process of working with MailerLite. I know some people use MailerChip, but again, with me participating in the conference, apparently there's only a limited amount of subscribers that you can get with MailerChip. I think it's up to 2,000. And he was saying in his presentation, if you think that you're probably going to get more than 2,000 subscribers, which my goal is to do that, I would love to have a bigger audience as I build my platform. I don't want to be limited. So I'm working with MailerLite with that and getting my email list together. Another thing that I think I may be doing in the future, which I do think is a necessity, is probably a newsletter. A newsletter is something that you can send out once a month. You just share a little bit about yourself, what you're working on with your readers, and you email it to your subscribers list, maybe once a month. I think that's the common denominator that I'm seeing here newsletter and lastly social media again this is not an exhaustive list this is just my personal opinion social media i am still getting used to social media believe it or not being a natural introvert you probably can't tell because you know i sound so relaxed right now but being a natural introvert um social media was kind of daunting to me so i really kept my writing to myself in a way from social media but if i am going to recommend a site that you do get involved on it is going to be twitter again 
everybody has their own opinions on this, but I really do love the writing community on Twitter, and I've met a lot of writers just in this last month alone. Not physically met, but, you know, just exchanging, you know, and interacting on Twitter, answering questions. We may have a question that we present to the writing community. We may do silly GIFs just to kind of take our mind off our manuscripts that we want to throw out the window. But it's just, I believe it's a good way to interact. So if you kind of want to get your feet wet, as you're getting involved, I do believe that Twitter is going to be a gold mine for you. And I recently got on Instagram. I'm still learning Instagram. Sometimes I don't know what to post. <laughs> I don't know what to post. I mean, in terms of a photo, because I'm not a selfie girl. Honestly, I may, I may do one to two selfies in the year. That's how much you know. I'm like, hey, okay, whatever. <laughs> but I may do. Uh, maybe I'll think about it. But you know. I, I, well, I guess my thing is look at my profile pic. You'll see what I look like. <laughs> but, you know, I do think, you know, it's important to, you know, be able to put yourself out there and, you know, just be willing to step out. I've noticed by me being willing to step out, I'm seeing, you know, the fruit of that. And just by me getting on Instagram and just by me getting involved, I've now been able to meet other writers. Because if you guys don't know, Camp Nano, right? Uh, Camp Nano, I'm getting used to saying that, starts today. So yeah, I'm meeting other writers in Camp Nano. I'm in a cabin. So our writing projects start today. We have 30 days to work on our stories. However many words you want to add to your project, hours, pages, whatever, it's completely up to you. So yeah, being willing to step out and be willing to interact with others can be helpful in order to get your name out there. And I even had someone message me say, hey, you know, I saw your book cover. I loved it. When is it available on Amazon? Not quite available on Amazon. I can't do a pre-order this far out. It's not going to be officially launched until October in the fall. But I did tell them that it would be available for pre-order in other stores like Apple Books, Barnes & Noble, and Kobo. So I know this was a lot. Hopefully I didn't overwhelm you. But again, figure out what you need and then decide what you can wait on for later because some things are necessary right now but some things you can hold off until later and if this is a choice between you know you getting something for your book as opposed to paying your bills please pay your bills as independent authors I think that's a no-brainer I know we may think well I need this right now and maybe it's a good deal and it seems like a good idea at the time but trust me there's going to be other opportunities out there for you as long as you keep going and you keep writing and you don't give up. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Have an awesome, awesome day. And just remember, if you wrote a book, it is already unique because you wrote it and no one can write a book like you. So God bless. Talk to you guys later. Bye.